You know, I just have a very short encouragement. And we're going to close. We're going to close in worship. We're going to have the team come up at the end. And we're going we're gonna to declare. We're going to speak the name of Jesus into the new year. Amen? We're going to speak the name of Jesus into the new year. We're going to declare that Jesus is going to be everything in the new year. Our family, our work, everything that's entrusted to us, we're going to speak the name of Jesus. How many of you are really excited? I asked this before at the beginning, but come on. Have you heard of popcorn praise? You know, where you just open your mouth, you just say, what do you thank God for? I thank God for this. Oh, this, okay, then it was the Sunday school thing, I think. <laughs> what, what are some of the things you're thankful to God for? My family. family. What are some of the things you're thankful to God for in 2021? Come on, someone. Sorry? For church, for family. <laughs> 2022 church family what else health what else protection marriage who said marriage who said marriage marriage yes you know what, what why am i doing this why am i doing this and there's so much more the list goes on so much more why am i doing this the reason why i'm doing this is because i want you to see that in the midst of all the chaos, the confusion, you know, all the fear, all the depression, and everything that came about in 2021, God was still good. God was still good. Marriages took place. Alan and Annalisa, look at that glow, through the mask. Marriages took place. People were protected. Families, families came closer. And there's so much more, you know, and there's so much to be thankful for in 2021. And as much as COVID has wrecked lives, we have to come face to face with reality. As much as COVID has wrecked lives, I trust my Bible. I trust the word of God when it says, this too shall pass. This too shall pass. It will pass. And between now and it passing, God will look after you. He will protect you and he will accomplish everything that concerns you. You know, my message today is simply titled, The Hardest Yet the Best. The Hardest Yet the Best. And it's something that, it's something that I learned during this year. Many of you might, might have known the transition we, we were in. It's something that I've learned through this year, and it's something I know that we are going to continue learning as we go into the next year. As we go into the next year, as we go, and as we go into 2022. The hardest yet the best. I really believe, I really believe, you know, and I had a sense in my spirit over these last couple of days, I had this sense when I felt God was saying, this is your time. This is your time. You know, and in saying that, we often take time for granted. The 8,760 hours in a year. 8,760 hours in a year. 
for most of us, we're not going to get that time back. We cannot change the beginning, but we can change where we are right now and where we're going to go from here. We cannot change what we've lost, but we can change where we are right now and where we're going to go from here. And you know, in the Bible, you see the whole aspect of time throughout from Genesis, and Revel- from Genesis to Revelation. And what is it that I'm talking about? The hardest yet the best. It's waiting. It's waiting. It's waiting. The waiting period is the hardest thing to do, but it's yet the best, especially when you are waiting on God. You know, and in saying that this is your time, it's you understanding that God has entrusted time to you. God has given time to you. And all that you put aside in this, last, in, this, in this past year, you know, dreams might have been shattered. Things might have happened. Ambitions, you know, uh, ambis- things that you might have wanted to do are put aside. But this is your time to dream again. This is your time to dream again. This is your time to trust God for the great things that He wants to do for you, in you, and through you. And in saying that, it's not us taking, it's not us taking hold of time and doing things as we please. In understanding that God says, this is your time, you need to wait on God for the perfect manifestation of that blessing to take place in your life. You need to wait on God. The Bible says he does, he makes all things beautiful just in time. You have desires, you have dreams, you have ambitions. I pray and I speak that those ambitions will be revived in 2022. But in saying that, wait on God because he will make it beautiful just in time. He will make it happen just in time. None of, us, none of us like to wait. Be it in traffic, be it at the ATM, you know, at the ATM machine, when you've got four, four people standing in front of you, and that genius out there right in the front is doing four, five, six transactions, and you're losing it. Anyone been there? Anyone had a manifestation of the fruits of the Spirit? I almost, every, I, I, I'm, being, I'm being truthful. Every now and then, you know, you're, you're tempted to say, you know, we're, I, mean now, I mean, thank God we're wearing a mask. But you're tempted to say things under your breath, you know, and, uh, and just put off the other person. But none of us like to wait. You know, none of us like to wait, whether it's at the grocery store, whether it's the doctor, you know. I remember, I remember... Uh, uh, when, uh, my, when, when my wife, Livia, she was expecting her first child, uh, the doctor said the baby is due in the first week of November. We went, to the first, we, went back to the, we went to the hospital. I was super excited. Now, I had no idea of all of the things related to childbirth prior to this. I was super excited. I was like, the baby's going to come first week of November. We went, to the, we went to the doctor in the first week of November. He said, okay, fine, everything's good. I'll see, you, I'll see you all next week. And I was okay. We went, back, we went back the following week. 
And uh, I was ready. I was like, the baby is going to come. You know, and we already knew. We already knew uh, it was a girl. We already had a name planned. We already had a name planned out. We thought about what we were going to name her, Ilana. We went to the doctor, the sec- we went to the hospital the second week. And he said, everything's good. I'll see you all next week. That's when I lost it. I'm like, what do you mean next week, next week? Is this some kind of a game? You know, you said the baby's due in the first week. We came in the first week. You said, okay, everything's good. Go back. I was like, okay, cool. You told us to come back in the second week. Everything's, everything's good. I'll see you all next week. I was getting frustrated because I was done. I was done. I couldn't wait anymore. And just as uh, on November 18th, uh, 2011, just as we're about to start youth Bible study in our house, my wife, Livia, comes out and says, we need to go now. I'm like, what do you mean we need to go? I, said, I was like, the doctor said to come back next week. And then uh, she was like, we need to go now. And Ilana was born November 19th. But those two weeks were the worst for me. Why? Because I did not want to wait. I've known couples who are engaged. They're so close to getting married, but it's not happening. And they're getting frustrated. Why? Because none of us, we're human. We are not superhuman. We're human. We don't like to wait. But waiting is just something we have to do while we get what we want. Waiting is the process of becoming what God wants us to be. Imagine Abraham. Imagine Abraham. God giving him the promise and saying, you're going to have a son. You're going to be blessed with a son. Imagine, I mean, not imagine, we all know what, what, what happened. We all know what transpired. Why? Because Abraham couldn't wait. But God still blessed him. God still blessed him. You know, what God does in us while we wait is as important as what it is we are waiting for. Waiting, biblical waiting, is not a passive waiting around for something to happen that will allow us to escape our troubles. Waiting does not mean doing nothing. It is not fatalistic resignation. It is not a way to evade unpleasant reality. Those who wait are those who work because they know their work is not in vain. They know their work is not in vain. The farmer can wait all summer for his harvest because he has done his work of sowing the seed and watering the plants. Those who wait on God can go about their assigned tasks confident that God will provide the meaning and conclusions to their lives and the harvest to their toil. You know, the first thing that I want to say very quickly this afternoon is waiting on God requires patient trust. Waiting on God requires patient trust. Now, I want to show you, I want to show you that 2022, 2022 can and will be the best year for you thus far, provided you don't go ahead of yourself, but wait on God every step of the way. Someone say an amen. Amen. Wait on God 
You know, for me, I really believe that, and I declare. Sorry, don't worry, it's not, it's not what you think it is. It's just the cold, I'm just sweating here, I'm boiling like. I want to say this and I want to declare that 2022 is going to be a year of triumphant hope. For each and every one of us, 2022 is going to be a year of triumphant hope. It's not hope in something that may fail. It's a victorious hope. It's a victorious hope in the one who is more than able to make everything possible for you and your family. 2022 is going to be a year of triumphant hope. Now let me say this as well, okay? The prophets in the old, in the Bible, in the Old Testament, the prophets did not look for a new word every year. Okay, they didn't say this is the year, this is going to be the year of prosperity, the year of breakthrough, the year of victory. No, no, no. But I really sense that this year is going to be a year of triumphant hope. Hope in Jesus waiting on him for every promise and knowing that as you wait on him, whatever you cannot do in your own strength will be done by him. Will be done by him. Waiting means that we give God the benefit of the doubt that he knows what he's doing. He always knows what he's doing. Waiting is God's way of seeing if we will trust him before we move forward. That trust is a patient trust. Whether it has to do with our relationships, our finances, our careers, our dreams, or church, we have to trust that God knows what He is doing. The second thing is waiting on God reminds us that God is in control. Sometimes people ask, what do I do while I'm waiting? What do I need to do while I'm waiting? It's a very good question. During those times, take on the active role of a watchman. Take on the active role of a watchman. Psalm 130 verses 5 to 6 says, I wait for the Lord. My whole being waits. And in His good word, I put my hope. In His good word, I put my hope. I wait for the Lord more than watchmen wait for the morning. More than watchmen wait for the morning. You know, in biblical times, watchmen vigilantly guarded the city. They watched for enemies who might attack at night, and they waited for the sun to come up. They were alert and obedient, ready to respond whenever needed. When called upon, they sprang into action. But on the other hand, watchmen didn't make things happen. They didn't control the rising of the sun. They couldn't speed up the process of the dawning of a new day. A watchman knew the difference between his job and God's job. A watchman knew, a watchman knew the difference between his job and God's job. Waiting reminds me that I am not in charge. That I am not in charge. I'm the patient. I'm in the waiting room. In the real issues of life, I'm not just waiting around, I'm waiting on God. I'm waiting on God. 
Therefore, I can trust His wisdom and timing. Waiting reminds me that I am not God. Waiting reminds me that I am not God. As a man, as a woman, I want to fix things. I want to fix my problems, my relationships, my conflicts, my career, problems that, that may come about. I want to try and fix things. Fixing and controlling situations and people is like trying to expedite the rising of the sun. Hello, someone. It's like trying to expedite the rising of the sun. From time to time, I have to be reminded that I am not God. My job is to be a watchman. I need to have a watchman's attitude, a confident and alert expectation that God will do what he said he will do. God will do what he said he will do. Waiting on God, the third thing, waiting on God allows God to do his work. You know, we all need to understand that God gives us the freedom of choice. God will never come, God will never, you know, if we don't want God to interfere, he will not interfere. If we like to take things in our own hands and control it the way we want to control it, he'd be like, fine. But every time you wait on God and you allow God to do his work and allow God to do what he needs to do for you, all I can say is that it will blow your mind and you will be amazed. You will realize that if you had to do it, it wouldn't have been any better. Why? Because you simply chose to allow God to do his work. You simply chose to allow God to do what he knows is the best for you and for me. Not only do I want to do God's work, but I also want to speed up his process. You know, I understand that the father of modern missionary, William, the, the, the modern missionary movement, William Carey, he waited seven years before his first convert in India. You know, and, and you know, as a pastor sometimes, I want to speed up things in the church. There's a great need out in the city. I want to speed up things in the church. But then I need to realize and I have to know that the church is not my church. The church belongs to God. And the Bible says that God will build his church. And within the structure of the church, God will build his church, which means that he's not building a, I mean, he's not building a structure. God will build his church simply means that God will build his people. Because you and I are the church. Wherever we go, we are the church. We are God's brilliance on display. So it's not my thing to speed up the process and do what I feel is best to do for the church, for the people of the church. God said it, it is done, that's it. I will build my church. You just be a faithful steward. You just be a faithful steward. God's timing is the best. God's timing is the best. You know, in the whole Testament book of Habakkuk, the prophet was asking similar questions. Using the watchtower motive, you're the dialogue between, between the prophet and God. I will stand at my watch and station myself on the ramparts. I will look to see what he will say to me and what answer I am to give this complaint. Then the Lord replied, write down the revelation and make it plain on tablets 
so that a herald may run with it. So that a, her so that a herald may run with it. For the revelation awaits an appointed time. It speaks of the end and will not prove false. Though it lingers, wait for it. It will certainly come and will not delay. It will certainly come and not delay. God's timing is the best. You know, many a times we have prophecies spoken over our life. We have promises spoken over our life. And we think, you know, we, you know many a times we stand, we go week after week, you know, to the prayer team. Listen, this is not poking at, this is not pointing fingers at anyone. I've been there, I've done that. You know, and, and, and we receive a prophetic word and the next week we go for prayer again and we receive, we receive the same prophetic word and we go ahead like, I just received that word last week. I just received the same word last week. It's because God has not yet accomplished that word in your life. So as much as, as long as you keep coming back, if you are not ready and open to God accomplishing that word in your life, He will keep speaking the same thing to you. As simple as that. And many a times when we get prophetic words as well, we feel it's for the now. It, it, we feel like we, we, we want it to happen now. I really feel God saying that there's an inheritance coming your way. Can you be more specific like uh, tomorrow? Like uh, yesterday? Next week? What does it look like? I want a five-bedroom mansion. Is that what the inheritance is about? I don't know. I'm just let to tell you that God, God is, is, is impressing it on my heart to tell you that there's an inheritance coming your way. No, no, no. God's timing is perfect. No word that God releases to you will fall to the ground. It will accomplish what it is sent out to do at the right time. At the right time. Prophecy is, a prophetic word is what catapults you into your future. It's not astrology. Okay, it's what catapults, it catapults you into your destiny. And when you receive a prophetic word, it needs to identify with your life. It needs to be a confirmation to you. It's for edification, strength, and comfort. And all of us have prophetic words over here. All of us have promises spoken over our lives. They will come to pass at the right time. At the right time. The last thing I want to say is, waiting on God increases my strength. Waiting on God increases my strength. Sometimes I struggle to remember that it's good to wait for the Lord. It isn't easy. It isn't easy. It goes against the grain of our quick fix society. But there's a hidden benefit in waiting. In times of waiting, you know, my, my, my soul is revived and my spirit is renewed. Isaiah wrote, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. You know, the time will come. The time will come for each and every one of us when those who wait on the Lord will sow. The Bible says God's desire is to take us from glory to glory. 
God's desire is to take us from glory to glory. God's desire is to bless us every single day, every step of the way. God's desire is to take us higher. But in order, for, in order to allow God to do all of that, we need to trust Him completely and wait on Him. Because the Bible says His plan is not to harm us. It's not to harm us, but give us hope and a future. Our future is already taken care of by... Our future, yours and mine, is already taken care of by Him. All that we need to do is wait on Him. As you enter this year, I'd like the worship team to come up. As you enter this year, as you enter this year, I want you to know that as you wait on God, whatever you did not see happening in 2021, you will see it happen in 2022. You will see it happen in 2022. And before we, we go into this song that we're going to sing, I Speak Jesus, I want all of us to stand up because we're going to declare God's promises into our coming year. Is everyone ready with me? I mean, in eight hours, we're going to say bye-bye 2021. Hello 2022. Amen. And I want you to declare with me. It's not a race, but we're going to do this together. Great. I declare that the year 2022 is my year of overwhelming success in all areas of life in Jesus' name. I prophesy that anything I lay my hands upon to do in 2022 shall be successful. I declare that nothing shall be able to limit or stop me from becoming what God has created me to be. I receive the year 2022 as my year of triumphant hope and divine favor. Wherever I go, I declare that I shall be preferred above every other person. I declare that the year 2022 is my year of outstanding miracles, divine healing, good health, and a sound mind is my portion in Jesus' name. I declare that 2022 is my year of financial increase. I shall prosper in my job, business, and investments in Jesus' name. The unusual favor of God shall follow me wherever I go. I shall be accepted, promoted, and be successful because of the favor of God upon my life. In 2022, I declare that I shall not borrow money, but I will have more than enough and lend to those who ask from me. The blessing of God that makes rich and adds no sorrow will follow me. By the authority of Jesus Christ upon my life, I prophesy that 2022 is my year of open doors for success, promotion, prosperity, family blessings, financial breakthrough, and all-round blessings in Jesus' name. I declare that the doors that were closed against me in 2021 or before will be open wide for me to enter in and possess my possessions in 2022. No plans of the enemy against me shall materialize in 2022. I declare that whatever is holding will release it to me as I enter this new year. I declare unlimited protection upon my life, my family, our loved ones, and everything that belongs to us. And we will be sickness-free in Jesus' name. I declare that no harm will come to me in 2022. We shall live healthy lives, 
and break I break through every barrier to our blessings every hindrance to our blessings and every stumbling block to our success I pull down every obstacle to our miracles in Jesus name no matter what may come my way in 2022 I'm gonna declare God's got this the Lord fights for me Jesus loves me not today Satan I am a child of God his grace is sufficient I'm not alone I'm fearfully and wonderfully made fear has no grip on me Christ is enough for me be still and know that God is good <laughs>